Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Danny Glover's shit career choices. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Hello, Mr. Hindle, or as they called you around the hospital, Zep. I want you to make a choice. There's a slow-acting poison coursing through your system, which only I have the antidote for. Will you murder a mother and her child to save yourself? Listen carefully, if you will. There are rules. You're too late. Why? It's the rules. Congratulations. You are still alive. Most people are ungrateful for being alive, but not you. Not anymore. Cue Cue that theme song. Greetings. Listen carefully. I want to play a game. I call you unworthy of the body you possess, of the life that you've been given. I don't give a crap if you covered yourself in peanut butter and had a 15 hooker gangbang. He doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through our feet. Ah! Game over. I had a dream. I had a requiem for a dream as a movie in mind to do this week, but it's not streaming anywhere, so we couldn't do it. So we actually have a old-fashioned something called a divd player. I, I don't know, divd, um, or maybe bluey toothy. No, blue Blu-ray. That's it. Yeah, we probably got it on a disc somewhere, so we're just putting that off a week. So this week, we're doing something different. Something surprise. And it was a big surprise for us with how it made us feel in the movie Saw. S-A-W. Like a saw that would saw off a hand or a foot. That's right. 2004. Uh, horror film, I guess. Psychological horror. I don't know. Put put the adjective you want with horror to fit it. Gruesome horror. Dirty shit pipe horror. God, the pipes. Um... This movie took the world by storm in 04 because people were probably maybe hungry for this kind of movie uh, because it blew up. It cost just over a million dollars. They somehow roped in some close to A-list actors to be in it. And it made $100 million and spawned a franchise where if you add up all of their box office profits... You get to $1 billion. This is the kind of movie you watch. And you know that because it was so popular that some of the actors in this were like, I'll just take a 1% cut. I don't give a fuck. And then they got paid a nice payday. Uh, James Wan directed Lee Whannell, who is uh, like a, a, a partner or friend. Maybe he's just some dude. I don't know. But he wrote it. Uh, based on a story that the two of them put together. So here's another case of potentially guy wanting to direct a movie and also having written it. So maybe it will suffer, maybe it won't. Uh, and we have the Prince of Tides, Carrie Elius, uh Sorry, Prince of Bride. Uh, <laughs> the Princess Bride. Uh, as you wish, Carrie Elius, Danny Glover, Monica Potter, the B-list blonde chick in movies, Ken... Ken Leung was in this? Oh, no, it's a different Ken <laughs> So sorry. This is uh, Jun Tao's sidekick, Sang, Sen, something like that. Ken, Ken Leung. Uh, and some other people that you'd know likely recognize. Um, 
is Lee Wanell? Yeah, okay. So sorry, Lee Wanell, who wrote this, is also Adam, uh, who just to jump in because. Brent and Colin don't seem to be jumping in too quickly to say, I love you. Um, Adam wakes up face down in a tub. How did he get there without drowning? I don't know. Uh, and he's in a room with Carrie Elius, Dr. Gordon, and they are victims of the jigsaw killer who Carrie Elius knows about. Adam does not. And uh, there's some investigations and they got to escape. It's Saw. Come on, you know Saw. They, they get fucked and put into fucked up puzzles because they're evil people. Not probably evil enough to deserve this, but that's what we get. So they got to escape, uh, and there's a dead guy, a seemingly dead guy in the room with them, and some other shit's going on. Pretty simple setup. And, um, <laughs> let's just get this out of the way. The pipes. They keep touching these pipes and leaning on them and touching them. What the fuck? How is there so much poop in this room? Jigsaw spent the weeks and months leading up to this just shitting on pipes in this room. On the exterior of pipes, not on the interior. Everywhere, shit dripping uh, from the sides. And no one chooses like a rusty, bricky wall to put their hands on. When provided the choice, always the shit pipe. Always the shit pipe. Yeah, they're always touching shit pipes. I just would never touch shit pipes. Even no. if I was in a situation like this, I'd be careful where I was sitting and what I was touching because I've probably been mistreated. I might have open wounds and it just doesn't do to touch shit pipes. And so that's bad enough that I am like reeling in disgust. But fucking <laughs> Lawrence is a doctor and he's like, shit pipes aren't a concern for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of those things that you actually like, like instantly create a new rule for yourself. When you see a shit pipe, you go, oh, I'll not ever touch a shit pipe. And then moving forward, that's like your new fucking body bylaw. These guys slow reacting. I guess the trauma of this scene, maybe the (laughs) suicide guy in the middle is too distracting for them to realize that their hand is being placed into shit. You never see them wipe a hand off either. They just carry the shit hand with them through the movie. (laughs) It's very disturbing. It is super disturbing. I remember this movie being much more um, gruesome and disturbing when I first saw it back when it came out all those years ago. And this time, I feel like a lot of that was gone. There wasn't really... I didn't have that sense any longer. It was really weird. It was like... um, It was like watching it for the first time for me this time. I knew it was low budget. Um, but it was really low budget too, especially the scenes outside of the room that they obviously invested all of their money and time on making it look like a shitty bathroom. Like, like it's always funny when you see bathrooms that do look like that in movies because no bathroom is ever getting that dirty. Like, <laughs> e- even if this place closed down, they wouldn't have left the bathroom looking like that. At a closed down warehouse. It looks like the toilet exploded and just shot shit over everything. Yeah. That shit is too fresh to have been like left there. Yeah. yeah so he must have came in and like painted it up with like, uh, uh, you know, with shit. I don't know. Yeah. Like, Jigsaw has IBS. Or... 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, and can and cancer. Didn't you hear that he constantly keeps mentioning throughout this movie that he, I have cancer, so everything I do is justified. Yet he can like lay somehow, on the floor for a day without a fart or a cough. Yeah, nothing, nothing. I so I really meant it. This movie bothered me from the get go when uh, Adam woke up in that tub face down because when he wakes up he's like freaking out and he's coughing up water and Lawrence the doctor is on the other side of the room he's already awake so the only way that's possible is if Jigsaw was like picked up this unconscious dude and dropped him in the tub face down and then ran over and lay down on the ground in the pitch dark before they figured out how to turn the lights on otherwise it makes no sense that Adam did not drown in that tub oh that's right I keep forgetting he's in the room face down yeah and and Jigsaw's (laughs) in the room for hmm. some reason, I don't. That yeah, didn't make any not, sense. Yeah, what why was, was he not observing? I guess he was, but still, like he could have been the one watching the camera. I can't in my brain. So, <laughs> Jigsaw's plans are very complicated, and it. I think they. I don't even can't even think of how to pull it apart, but it would rely on so many bits. Um, going perfectly. So, like, he'd, he'd have to know that Lawrence would never cut his foot off unless his family was in danger. So then he's like, oh, so then I better use someone else, the nice enough guy at the hospital. I forget what his life sins were that he got thrust into this whole thing. Um, And Adam's job is, like, basically like a private investigator, and he's not good enough to live either, so Jigsaw pulls him into the whole thing. Uh, I just yeah the, the whole plan doesn't come together with like this sense of wow Jigsaw is like really this criminal mastermind he's just a fucked up guy who likes to torture people and the torturing doesn't feel I don't know if I ever remember feeling like Jigsaw was uh, a sympathetic character because no. if he was really going after bad people um, then that would be something you could be like oh this is kind of fucked up because those people he's getting deserve to to go but the people in this that he goes after don't really deserve to go. I mean, I'm I'm sorry that Lawrence was banging the the other hot doctor, um, or I guess he was breaking it off with her, and he's cheating on his wife. Okay, but you know, but on the other side of the, his like uh, karma scale, he's a doctor. Maybe he saved a bunch of people, even though he couldn't save Jigsaw. Uh, so it doesn't really fit for me why he was kind of targeted. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that he was doing it to bad people, like as like a, a punishment. I thought he was doing it more as like a revelation, so that people were like, because he says like you, um, you like didn't know the value of your life or whatever before, but now you do, right? Yeah. So it, it seemed to me more like he was like trying to provide illumination. I still agree that he's not a, a mastermind. I just I thought his motive was different. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I would have think that the punishment should fit the thing. So, like, if he could have done something to Lawrence where if he wins and learns his ways and fixes things with his wife, that's great. But if he loses, he loses her and his daughter, right? Like, that's kind of the fair karmic approach. Not like you die, yeah. you bleed out. And even if he did, didn't did bleed out and crawled away, like, obviously, Jigsaw, who'd been lying on the floor, he's like, you broke my rules. So he'll find him crawling and very weak, and he's just going to choke him out or something yeah this would be like actually a really bad second watch movie because it doesn't make a lot of sense why the the villain would want to put himself in that position um he had he would have had no idea how long 
you know, I guess he it's till six, but like he doesn't know if things are going to go amiss. Like how long would he be laying on the floor motionless? I, it, uh, yeah, I, I, at least at least a few hours at mo at at best. So oh yeah, hours why, and hours. I think. Why would he want to? Why would anyone want to put themselves in that position to take away the control that you have? Yeah, I don't, to be I don't laying know. in the middle of a floor, it doesn't make any sense. So like, it's I just like it's assuming that you never need to take a piss <clears throat> or like a shit all of a sudden or any kind of bodily thing like your body just makes noises sometimes like you got like a little gurgle or some shit it like ruins everything i guess at the worst case he they're like oh like is that person alive and he goes ah you got me you're still both chained up and i'm sitting here like nothing changes and he has a nothing, gun i yeah. guess too but it's empty and there's only one bullet oh right i, I don't so and, th and then another thing that always bugged me about this movie was that Adam wakes up again face down in the tub, which, yes, bugs me. But there's a second part of what bugs me about that is that the key for his ankle things is on this illuminated thing that goes down the drain. So I don't know how that was supposed to play out. Let's say Adam woke up out of the water and instead of thrashing and pulling the plug out of the tub, he just like sets, sits up because it's only a tub full, partially full of water. And he's like, what the hell's going on? And he sees the glowy thing. He picks it up and it's a key and he undoes the latch on his key. And he's like, OK, Jesus. And he walks out the door. Um, what what would have Jigsaw done then? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> would have stopped him. <laughs> that key going down the drain is is a stupid shit because, like, if if Jigsaw is supposed to be a master planner, then why include a key at all at that point? Yeah, yeah, because he could have found it immediately and got note. And to my knowledge, there's no key for Lawrence, but he still would have technically been able to leave and jigsaw probably just would have stood up and been can you get me that key over there it unlocks a box to give me a bullet so i can kill adam but it had to be doctor whatever that killed adam for some reason what to teach he, him a lesson i don't i don't know like what if it's, he got it's, the bullet and shot the the lock interesting thought interesting thought i probably would have preferred uh, to do that i don't know if it would have Maybe the chains you couldn't do that to the chains in the lock that he put on there, just like with the with the blade of the, yeah, of the saw. I'm pretty sure I've seen something, maybe a MythBusters, about shooting locks and them opening reliably, because I don't think that's how it works. Well, and that was a pretty heavy duty lock and chain that they both had, all right, and well, were electrocuted. Yeah, so I, would I don't be scared know. Scared to I waste my, my one question. bullet. Yeah. I probably would have tried it. Also, that gun could have been. I didn't get a great look at it. The bullet looked long and thin, maybe more like it was a, a twenty-two Magnum long long run, um, which definitely would not go through chain or anything like that. And all of the like stuff that happens outside, all of this, all of the flashbacks and stuff that happens outside of the womb, feels so cheap, poorly directed, and disconnected from the film. Like there, there, there's a weird like Danny Glover apparently did all of his acting in this movie in two days. Yeah, that's how rushed sense. this. That's how rushed this production was and how low budget it was. They shot the whole thing in eighteen. Eighteen days. Yeah. So like Danny yeah. Glover, like just this like is right in. out of film school for these two, right? Like they yeah, like, get yeah, out. Is. They want to make a movie. They don't have a budget for much more than a single room film. So. They designed this movie. It's basically the cube, right? Like if it's even got the feel of the cube to it, like that that exact same 
textures of filmmaking. Yeah. I just find the directing like is very, I know they just got out of film school, but it's even for someone who got out of film school, it still feels amateurish. I mean, the fact that they went to school and that was how they directed felt amateurish. It felt like somebody who, who never studied film. It was really weird, uh, directing and, uh, and the whole thing looks like it's shot on video, um, like and poor quality video, not not iPhone video, but like the worst kind of video. I, it's a weird cinematography choice, I guess. I guess if you don't have any money, you don't have a lot of money for lighting and uh, set no. design and stuff like Their that. Their initial budget's thirty grand or something. So yeah, I mean they were what? probably planning and shooting this on on fucking just about nothing. Yeah, they ended up going for further resources, and I think they got funding out of Australia somewhere, but. Um, but yeah, the original plan for this, they had like 30 grand between them. They were just like, like buddies in, in school and you're going to make this flick. And then I think it ended up getting stuff that, uh, well, John said it was a million eventually the budget. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got the funding is what I'm saying. Yeah. For that. But their initial plan was 30. So I think probably a lot of the discussion, like decisions that were being made were, were being made very frugally. So when they got the funding, it was used probably a ton for salaries man yeah for paying the actors oh, yeah. yeah i get well i don't know carrie carrie i'll use um sued the film because he said he was promised a one percent box office take and they settled that out of court um and also i believe danny glover had a similar uh fee for service kind of thing i know james wan didn't take a penny he asked for a cut of the box office as well so he likely got a bigger and this was originally supposed to just go direct to video and then they were doing test screenings and they determined that they would release it in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. I, I love the story of this movie. Like, I love that James Wan did this and then, like, has turned this into... I mean, he's become this massive horror guru, right? With, like, these very commercially uh, viable horror movies, like The Conjuring... And what was it, Insidious? Uh, yeah, yep. you know, both those like franchises. These are, these are so. big franchises, uh, as far as horror goes. Massive franchises. Yeah, that's yep. true. They're like the Fast and Furious of horror movies. Yeah, no, and I mean, he's probably become incredibly successfully wealthy because of the way that he did this first one. He would have he would have yeah. made millions off of the first one just alone. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. if you took a percentage, how big a percentage do you think that was? Probably nice. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh, then turns that into credibility for all of the other stuff. Yeah. And he has the funding behind it, so probably he's taken box office like big chunks of the rest of these franchises. I would say oh, that guy's imagine. probably sitting on like Scrooge McDuck fucking level. Oh, it seems yeah. Like I said, the Saw franchise took in a billion, so him and the Lee Wanell guy definitely reaping the benefits. And the gun in this movie is a, a Smith and Wesson Model Six Eight Six, which is a three fifty seven. So yeah, big big old bullets. I fucked that one up. Oh well. <laughs> Just like it happens. Like so, I I I was trying to think about this because the idea of this movie. Um, about putting people in a position to want to escape and do it. There's something about that that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like this movie dropped the ball instead of Jigsaw being this this straight, like, just psycho killer guy. Um, he, there's all of this, like, commentary around trying to make people better that 
I don't know. It actually takes away from from this movie for me that he's trying to justify everything because he's it's trying to make it more deep and philosophical than it actually is. When in fact, this guy is just a fucking crazy killer guy. Wouldn't you rather him have some like he th- isn't it just them providing him with a motive like he does these things and this is why is because he thinks that he's some guru life changing like enlightener. Uh, as opposed to if he's just as like in Colin's words, just a mustache wielding madman in the background with no real motive. Wouldn't you prefer perhaps I, this? Even maybe if I would, you know, maybe I would. And, and that's why I, I have trouble thinking of what would it have to be for me to, to, to sink a bit more into it and yeah. not go to my default of like poking holes and everything. And then seeing the moral, the moral, uh, inconsistencies, I guess, uh-huh. like, yeah, like the people who would die, like Dr. Lawrence's wife and daughter were going to die because of his infidelity. and But, you know, it just doesn't really click for me. It is kind of fucked up. I, I, I don't mind that if you if you actually... I like that if you actually do, do play the game and win that you get away. I like that aspect of it, that there is an actual chance that you could get, get away alive and then that one woman got away... She like cut the key out of that guy's stomach and got away. That's like, like probably one of the only she, parts that I like. And she learned the lesson. She said that she actually like she got it. She said, "Yeah, he helped me." And so that's an interesting moment in the film. A film that does this kind of thing much better is Seven, where uh, even John Doe gives like the the model the chance to you know cut her face despite herself or have the pills and. Uh, I mean, he just straight up forces a dude to fuck a prostitute with a killer sex suit. So that's not really much of a choice. I guess it is, though, because he could have just taken the bullet to the head and not done it. That's more fucked up and psychological, putting people in these crazy situations. Uh, And John Doe's purpose overall was, you know, way more magnificent than Jigsaw. Uh, This this seems like, you know, Walmart versus Gucci. Yeah, oh, he is a poor man. But we're talking Fincher versus Juan. Like, of course, that is of course. versus Gucci. But it's hard not for me for me not to draw those comparisons and at least try and find the the low budget middle ground that that you know I, I think this movie would have made a little bit better in my mind. Um, but this movie had a few other things working against it, and unfortunately, one of them is the low budget. Um, and even though you have some big name actors in this. Uh, I find especially Carrie used to be not up to the task of this movie. Yeah, which is surprising because he's a big enough name you think he'd be good. But I, I kind of, I got to tell you, I like Carrie Elwes. I think that his charisma and his likability are very high. Yeah, I just don't like him in many movies. I, I'll tell you the uh, exceptions. Princess Bride and uh, Men in Tights. Glory and Glory. Oh, and he's Glory, in actually. Glory. Yeah, he's good in Glory. Yeah, actually, really maybe I'm lying. There is some things that he's good in. I take it back what I just said was a poorly thought out <laughs> argument. No, no, no. I've seen him do some bad stuff. I don't like him in Men in Tights, and I also don't like him in... Uh, well, he's perfect in, for Men in Tights. In Liar, Liar, he, he, he's terrible in Liar, Liar. I mean, oh, his character that is, is so... That un- is the claw. His, his character is so unbelievable but, and terrible. And At least again, he's supposed to be Magoo in that movie yeah so but but you're right i don't it's maybe meant to be cheesy but in this one it's not and when he is like crying for his wife and eventually like having the blood sucked out of his body i just find him too over the top and he's 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 got that he can do some serious and he can do some like lighthearted, definitely and comedic is where he really shines but the horror genre and the the like 
over the top emotional dread and stuff like that. He just doesn't do he doesn't do well in this movie. Here's a question. Why when the blood is drained out of Carrie Elwes, does he become an eighteen fifties proper gentleman? <laughs> oh yes, sir. Please, my powdered sir. face. My powder like oh Jesus, his whole fucking uh person changed there in the last moments. Yeah, you would think as a doctor, and true, he'd be going through an insane amount of shock having just sawed his own foot off. Um, but he would like he could have used his shirt as a tourniquet or something. And yeah, maybe he does nothing. Bleeding. No, he's like, I'm just going to <laughs> crawl out of here now with my powdered face. Oh. Yeah, wait a yeah. sec. So does he escape at the end? He crawls out of there, right? No, he's uh, he's either dead in the corner or Jigsaw will easily catch up to him after he slams the Yeah, yeah him, that's um, true, yeah. Jigsaw can't kill him afterwards. That's the, he fucking did what he had to do. Well, no, he never <laughs> killed Adam. Adam's still alive. Adam's gonna die, though, in that room. Well, yeah, but he didn't Here's, kill him, though. No. That's something else. The police say, oh, that's the th- that's the trick. He never actually murdered anyone. But they have, like, audio tape of him saying, if you don't leave this room on time, you will die, which is murder. So let's just get that out the window that he's not killing people. He is murdering people and kidnapping and doing a whole bunch of other crazy shit. Setting crazy death traps is murdering people. Like that <laughs> yes. argument, the cops would never make that. That's that's just an, an elaborate trigger. Like yeah. you can't even set a trap in your property. If someone falls on a spike like pit in your tra- property, you are liable for that shit. Like this is not how things work. No. Yeah, that was silly no. how they tried to play him off as like, not an actual murderer. Yeah, he's he no Charles Manson. Like, Charles Manson never murdered anybody. Charles Manson just voodooed people's brains, and then I think they got hard on, like, murder boners. Yeah. And, like, Jigsaw is actually building machines that kill people. Yeah. yeah. And putting them in those situations, fr- drugging them, kidnapping them. That Like, yeah. ju- just the drugging and kidnapping alone is enough, like, to put someone in jail. You don't actually need to kill them. Like you're already, <laughs> you know, like you'd already be, you know, found guilty for those two other things and locked away for unless, a very, 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 very long time. Unless you're Cosby. That's yeah. true. Then you Isn't can drug the, and do whatever. Doesn't this movie do an infamous uh, flashback within a flashback? Don't we have a flashback of Danny Glover before he's dead, but? Uh, after he's been discharged from the police force and then he flashes back to when his partner and he were investigating the crime and his partner got <laughs> four shotguns uh, to the top of his brain um, and then we come back to the sitting in the uh, in the apartment in a pool of his own piss looking at news stories about Jigsaw and then we go to the current where he yeah that all that slashed. stuff was really bad too there's like no Danny Glover is not also not good in this movie, and uh, the script for him was not good either. So I mean, that's not yeah, really his fault. I get the feeling like this was a payday for him. The editing, yeah. the editing, and the um, and the directing in this movie also like of those flashbacks and all that stuff is terrible too. The way that they like have all those jump cuts and flashes and all that stuff, it's so cheesy film school. Like, <laughs> like they clearly. <laughs> just came out of film school because like no one uses those techniques unless you're in film school and you're trying to like impress your your teacher or the professor with your like wild and crazy like cuts and edits and and like it's like a dream or whatever it's a fantasy it's like so bad 
Well, he did um, do something like that. He he filmed Carrie Elwes with like slow, steady shots because he was like the composed doctor, and he filmed Adam handheld, um, with more wild like movement stuff to like represent the character that way. So you're fucking hitting it right on the head. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, no, it's just the way uh, <laughs> that this looks today. I don't think anybody who enjoyed this movie. Um, back in the day, and I don't know, did you guys enjoy this movie when we you first originally saw it? No, it was about the spectacle of it. It was about that it was um, it kind of was defining a new genre. It it like was popularizing, like you said, maybe this torture porn or whatever feeling. Yeah. For me, it was it torture was one of the way of saying it. For me, it was one of the watchable horror movies because I the whole spiritual jump scare, zombies, and other stuff never super appealed to me. Um, so this was more the psychological type, which are the thriller movies or the horror movies that I like could try and put myself in a real situation for because anything supernatural is going to take me out of it. Um, so and I think, you know, on watching this movie the first time, if you weren't like paying attention and absorbing everything, the spectacle would likely grab you. Be like, oh, wow, that'd be so fucked up to be tied in a basement and your family be taken hostage and you'd have to kill another person to get away and then you'd saw your own foot off. That's fucked up because that is fucked up. And we're a little desensitized to this now because of 10 fucking Saw movies and a whole bunch of other crazy shit. Um, But when this first was released, um, I did go out of my way to see it. And I don't think I hated it at the time. That's fair. It felt like a first watch for me this time, though, too, because I hadn't seen it in such a long time that uh, I didn't remember anything other than them being trapped in the room and the song of the foot. The rest of the movie, I didn't remember how it ended or anything like that. So, uh, but it still was, I found it ineffective uh, in what it was trying to do. I think he does hit his stride a bit more in some of the sequels. I remember some of the, there being a more sophistication between the... um the interplay between characters that are trapped in traps you know what i mean I, if i remember yeah. right, there's one that has like a more people in the room and there tends to be like a bit more um i don't know sophisticated polished type of drama to it um yeah. so i think he definitely is learning from these as he goes like i'm not going to begrudge the guy for for having a first uh, attempt right of, of course and like this this blew up and like kudos to them for making a billion dollars on on this shit like that that's a crazy yeah. ach- accomplishment and achievement um <clears throat> and i think i don't know i haven't seen a ton of these movies of course i think i've watched on like youtube the summary of all the, like different traps and there's some analysis as to how you could actually escape them but what i think happened brent if i'm and and it'd be great to have um any fans we have out there have seen all these movies i think the next ones did try to get that level of sophistication like just to make a better saw movie but then i think after three or four then it was like the traps it's all about the traps it's it's all we care about is how how can we kill people and who even knows what's itself right yeah and these went um i was looking at the franchise so this one was released in 04 two is 05 306 407 8 9 and 10 so they did annual releases and you just can't keep up quality of movie if you're doing it every Halloween. Then that it took 100% a 100% the Friday the 13th model. Yeah, it totally is, right? But then it becomes this capitalization. Model, but that also is the model of shit movies too because these scripts aren't going to be any good. They're going to be like quickly written, quickly rushed to production. Like you can't you can't write a decent script at, like annually on the same 
franchise no, and it be what, any good whatsoever. What genre um, is more victim to this than horror? Oh, horror, for some yeah. reason, they just allow you to to just pump shit scripts out and it becomes a lot more about the visual which is weird that i enjoy these because i hate movies that are done just for the cgi or whatever yeah um but i do enjoy horror movies it's i just don't like these these throwaway fucking yeah yeah it's just oh it has the name saw i'm going to see it i mean again kudos because up until saw 3d which was the last of the you know seven in a row released um then there was Jigsaw after that, which was fine, and and I don't know what was fine actually. But and then Spiral, which I didn't even know was a thing, but that's apparently one of these as yeah, well. Yeah, and that's what. But what each of them, each of them with a budget of around ten million. So I mean, at least putting throwing money into it, they seem to keep it under wraps. But um, yeah, it, it it just smacks of money making, and then I'm gonna hate anything that does that, even without seeing it, just putting yeah. stuff out to get money. I watched this funny little YouTube clip on why Nickelback is hated. And you could say because their music is pretty uninspiring and there's nothing challenging about it. Um, But the Internet also had a pretty big uh, say in that because the, the messages just started going around about all the hate for Nickelback. But, you know, one of the things you could say at the end of the day was if you write uninspiring music and you continue to make millions and millions of dollars, um, that could be a conscious or subconscious reason for people to hate you because it seems like you're just out for the cash. If you take risks and you try new things and you get rewarded for that, that seems more adventurous and, and fun to support rather than, oh, I just, I made a something the same. Sauce and it, it, well, it is amazing this guy found such a large audience for what he was doing, but I'm looking here at his bio and um, Fast and the Furious 7, he directed... I mean, come on. We all know that's a piece of shit. If even if not as a, and he wrote Aquaman, I couldn't get through 15 minutes of Aquaman. So I mean, <laughs> this guy may be very, 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 very successful, but uh, as a director and a writer, I think he's shit. And that's just my opinion. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but like, come no, on. Like, there's not fine, one. Th- there's not one thing in his bio that I think is like even semi-decent i guess the conjuring was better than this i was gonna say the conjuring okay fine the first the first conjuring was um was a was a good horror movie and it and i think has a like a solid place in um in in saying that the more quality side of his uh yeah i remember thinking the conjuring actually was okay so i guess that would be one but if that's one and this mass because if i look at his bio he has a massive bio uh like wow it's quite extensive actually um i mean he's he's in post-production on aquaman and the lost kingdom but yeah that one's not gonna be very good (laughs) i mean but once again he is a very powerful figure in the entertainment industry he's he the fact that he can continue to make projects consistently since he started with this film is impressive that alone is impressive because direct or write the first conjuring what did he do with it he he's like produced i think he peed or peed okay well there you well there you go (laughs) he uh he the one thing that i thought he did that was okay he didn't do so (laughs) So oh no it is it is sorry directed by him okay 
Yeah, I remember actually liking that and thinking it was a decent horror movie. Well, we should cue that up for our horror of October. He did the the nun. Yeah. The story story of the nun was the story was by oh, him. The Conjuring's I, not old enough, Johnny. I didn't oh, isn't like, it? Oh well, it's not. Twenty thirteen. Next know. year. Next year. Um, I mean, the one thing this movie has going for it is runtime, um, a hundred minutes. So you get in and out and meat of the film time about ninety minutes with some. Some credits, so it does get you in and out fairly quickly. I mean, also, how good for horror movies too, because I think yeah. Colin said one time, like you don't want to be living in that in this world always for like a three-hour expedition, right? Like these are dark and challenging content, so uh, you know, give it to us and fucking be thick and and dangerous with it, but. Don't make us like soak in that fucking bath for longer than than is uh, good for us. Yeah, the fact that he even got to direct Fast and Furious Seven is crazy because all of his directing before that is all very low budget, like Insidious, The Conjuring, and Saw. And then all of a sudden they give him a massive franchise movie that's like one hundred and fifty to two hundred million dollars. Like, how the fuck did he get that gig? Why are you giving him an action fucking movie when all he's done is shit is uh, low budget horror and a yeah, massive with bad action budgeted scenes. action movie? Yeah, I mean, I watched the first Fear and uh, Fast and Furious, and I never watched another one. God bless those fucking things are stupid. I mean, um, I've seen five. I always I, the ones out of the ones I've seen, I always liked Fast Five the best. Uh, is what they called it when it came out. All of the other ones I think are shit, but I actually enjoyed kind of like the the action and the car chasing and the things they do in that one. So that one kind of gets a pass for me, but I think it's not a good movie. <laughs> but for me, I enjoyed it and it was entertaining. No, no, fine, fine. But the rest of the that series is, yeah, I, I will not subscribe. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he. This guy's like got a ton of stuff coming out now. The fact that he's riding this wave, Mortal Kombat two, something with Knight Rider. Like, what the hell? Fuck off! Don't bring Knight Rider back, Jesus! I'll tell you what, I am excited that he's that I see that he's involved with is um, Salem's Lot. It looks like maybe we're gonna get a new Salem's Lot. Yeah, but if he's involved, it's gonna be shit. You don't want him involved no, no, with no, anything that you like. No, no, he's just a producer. The director and writer are Gary Doberman. I don't, and I, it, what has he done? I'm looking. <laughs> uh, it, the nun, Annabelle. So he's a he's okay. the cabin, the cabin house, I guess. Um, right. it, he's he, also, it's some horror stuff is what he's done. It he's looks also like. in post production on Mega Man. Oh no, Mega sorry, Man? that's not Mega Man. It's not Mega Man. It's just it's M3. I don't know, Megan. Megan with a three instead of an E. That's weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, that's, you know. A robotic engineer at a toy company builds a lifelike doll that begins to take on a life of its own. I was looking at at some of the reviews out for this film from after it was released, and people compare it to Seven in a positive light. No. Not even close. You can't compare it. Well, no, but like John did compare. No, you well, you can compare it, and when you compare it, this. Oh is no, shit. sorry, 
But I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not in the same category. No, it's not well, even yeah. close. Obviously, Empire, you compare anything. <laughs> Empire had a reviewer named Kim Newman. Boo, hiss, hiss. Uh, he said, Saw is styled like early David Fincher films and boasts an intricate structure. Complex flashbacks within flashbacks explain how the characters have come to this crisis and a satisfying mystery to go with its ghastly claustrophobia. Yeah, no, all of that. It's not really a good mystery at all here. That's the problem. No. Is that the Saw, Jigsaw stuff isn't really there because the focus of the movie is them in the room. It's not the killer. There is little bits where we're getting that input, but but it is never the driving factor. They they never make it about catching Jigsaw really necessarily, right? No, just the flashbacky bits are. It's not really a pursuit or anything. No, and Adam doesn't even know who it is. So that doesn't matter. And then the the whole why they're there doesn't end up being satisfying for me. They're there because Jigsaw's a fucked up person, not because they actually did something that deserved to put them in that situation. Mm -hmm. And Jigsaw's reasoning is not like, I want to be remembered forever by putting together the seven deadly sins murders in a really fucked up way. It's like, I judge people and kill them. Well, I don't kill them, kill them. I put them in situations where they could die, but they could also escape. So I'm not really that bad. I'm more morally challenged. Like, fuck off. Back off, boy. <laughs> yeah, it, it it plays with my brain a little bit. Yeah. This this movie was nominated for seven Oscars, though. What? No, it wasn't. None. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. You gotcha, son of a bitch. Gotcha. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I was going to try and say which ones and have you guys scrambling to fight it. Be like, how did I not get that in my prep? <laughs> Jesus, seven Oscars. No. But no, there's zero. Zero Oscars. Well, I mean, we could always uh, watch Saw 13 next year or whatever the fuck (laughs) is coming out. (laughs) We could. You think think I'm kidding, but that's true. Uh, It probably is. is. Saw 10, 2023. I guess they'd have to get at least 10. What do you mean at least 10? Why do nine? Jigsaw's not Bond. Like, Bond is a serial... They already changed. I'm pretty sure in one of the movies, the girl who survives in this one becomes Jigsaw in a later movie. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Shawnee Smith is her name. Really? She's in the future movies. I know that, and I'm pretty sure that this ordeal, somehow she goes back and partners with him and is the killer in two, three, whatever. Huh. That Spyro movie shockingly has uh, Samuel Jackson and Chris Rock in it. Chris Rock stars in it, and Samuel Jackson. I never Jackson even heard about billing. that. I saw, I saw trailers and stuff to it when it was coming out. Like it came out recently. Was it last year? or The year before? Twenty one. Yeah, so I, last year. But like, I mean, I didn't like the Saw movies, and so when they're like, "It's the Saw t- Legacy" or whatever, I was like, "I'm not watching it." Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I missed this. It's got Chris Rock, and I don't think I knew that. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah, they might have still done a bad job. It's tough promoting movies these days. People don't yeah. don't find out about them the same way that we used to. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, TV. You think you'd I'm see it all over social media, but I don't really see movie ads on there. It's always just fucking stupid bullshit from fucking factories. Yeah, sometimes I don't even know what's out until I like want to go watch a movie, and then I'm like, that's in the theater? I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Let's go back to TV, I say. <laughs> well, definitely for marketing. 
I'm so actually surprised they haven't turned Saw into a like a, t- a series because then you could have some really cool traps over the course of a season. Don't so there say you go. that. Shh, don't they're say gonna that. they're gonna probably gonna do it. They got no new ideas there. Honestly, I'm, <laughs> it's got to be in development. Everything. Did you know Interview with the Vampires got oh, a TV Jesus. show now? No. Uh, they are fucking taking everything. They're just out of ideas. It's a good thing the Earth is killing us all because there's no more fucking originality in Hollywood, and we no, all should that's die. True. Yep. Yup. All of his voices have been extinguished, unfortunately. Oh well, I mean, it's all about money. It's all about making money. So whatever will make money and t- cost money to come up with new ideas and to try things. No, you got to use the tested formula, and then you realize that. What, are people going to stop seeing movies altogether? No, they won't. We can just put out all shit and people will still go. So that's what they do. All of those formulas started with a radical idea. More radical ideas. Fund innovation. Fund fucking wild ideas. Do crazy movies. Take chances. Don't make formulaic bullshit. You're spoiling humanity. Yeah, you're wrecking us all. You're wrecking us all. Um. Okay, any... Final comments around Saw the movie? No. Doesn't I, hold up. Doesn't oh, hold up. Doesn't hold up. No. <laughs> well, that was why, fun. Why fucking dance around this? No, there's uh, no dancing around this one. This one, it was disappointing for me. I thought I thought some of the initial polish and wowness that came with this movie would really push through and show me why it spawned 10 movies, but... Uh, yeah, I couldn't figure that out when I was watching this either. I was like, "How is this a fucking massive franchise?" But yeah, it's the idea. It, the idea I think I is okay. Much more quality. Yeah, even though I knew it was going to be low budget, I thought it was going to like Donnie Darko and like grab you and be like, "A whoa, they did some cool shit," but they didn't really do any cool shit. No. <clears throat> it's the story and the idea that is interesting and I think that people just really like that and that's why they really got into this and then there's the whole whatever you call it uh, torture porn kind of people that love those those horror things and if that's all you're really into then I guess you're going to have a fine time because there are lots of people die in these movies I have a yeah, curiosity I mean, in that stuff and the gadgetry is like something that always compelled me like I like that right like I always really liked um uh, you know, perpetual motion machines and shit like that, and you know those uh, those Higgs whatever the fuck uh, contraptions, right? Like the mouse traps. I like that part of this. It, this is like uh, like the little mechanisms. Like he's probably got his own Q or Z or whatever the fuck Bond has, right? The little guy that makes the pen bombs, right? Yeah. So that stuff is really what's what's compelling about um, these movies at first. And I think that's why they kind of have 10 sequels where it just becomes about the engineering. These movies are for engineers. Uh, engineers who like murder. Yeah, a little murder can't hurt. Yeah. like and, and It's a gimmicky Sorry, thing. No, I was just going to say, it's the gimmicky part of that that also is interesting and intriguing, but is not there with enough purpose for me to go back and say, let's watch the whole movie to see why this reverse bear trap is cool. But it's not. All you remember is reverse bear trap. And, and well, soft, cut cut foot off. You are right. It should have been a series as opposed to uh, a movie. Yeah. It's also, I mean, horror movies um, have such a big audience to target. So, because they're so popular that, that they're, it's the easiest genre, I think, to break into. It's, I definitely got to write a horror movie for sure. It's just because 
you can uh, you can capitalize on people just wanting to be scared, they, and they don't generally care about the quality of the writing most of the time. Look at Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth has never had any good writing, like people writing that on the back of napkins at <laughs> fucking restaurants, and it is so credit. and it is so successful those franchises because it people just want to be scared and they don't they don't really give a shit about the quality of the characters or the story as long as it scares them a couple of times and then they but go home I guess satisfied. I don't know if I agree with you on that 100% because I think Friday the 13th and um and and uh Nightmare on Elm uh, Street Nightmare on Elm Street and like Halloween those things are, are all successful because of the characters. Those are basically um those have become like codified into the horror lexicon, right? Like a like a vampire, like a Frankenstein. I think um I think this is very different than that. That the character itself does not give us anyone to hang on to, right? But Jason Voorhees, no... Jason Voorhees' character, at least from my experience with Friday the Thirteenth, doesn't really have a character. His mom well, he, was cra- he, his mom he, was crazy or whatever, and she was a killer. And then he became a killer, and he's unstoppable for some reason. But I know he's nothing like a about supernatural him. force. Yeah, but it's it's the thing is is that he's just he's a monster, right? It's he's just a mask. And he's got this. Well, and there's a story and a myth behind him, right? And then he is just. He, I mean, he's basically a one man zombie horde. He is just gonna keep coming at you, right? Have you ever seen it follows? Like it follows has the most simple of of monsters because it's just people, and that movie is fantastic. Yeah, I agree with you that the 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 Freddies and the Jasons become iconic, and I guess the Jigsaws too, in people's in people's minds, they become these iconic characters. But the writing is so bad that I, it's shocking to me that they do become iconic. I, I mean, like Darth Vader Fair is a better there. character. Like the writing of Darth Vader is such a a better like because they people just get like you said visually. It's the mask that Jason wears. It's the hat and the sweater and the the fingernails. This has nothing to do with the characters, right? Yeah. Are the uh, the slashing glove? The Freddy's gonna Freddy's gonna slash ya, and it's just like, oh my god, I love Freddy. <laughs> and it's just like, why do you love Freddy? And they're like, oh, his hat and his sweater. You sound like, like you sound like weird Uncle Freddy that's <laughs> tucking me in, and you don't usually. <clears throat> Uh, we're Uncle Freddy's going to get oh, bedtime hugs. I doesn't Frank talk like this. Ah, <laughs> is that my wrong? Or is okay. that Beetlejuice? Is that Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice <laughs> talks like that. Ah. Hey, pal. Anyways, anyways, so so that in the people's minds. But as for the writing of the character, they don't really have characters. Like the only thing they want to do is just kill people. Yeah. Right. They have no real motives. I mean, like. I think Freddy got burned or something by some parents because he was a oh no yeah he was Freddy's a child he's a child diddler but I mean or something and then they burned him and then now he comes back and haunts their dreams but like that's not a character that's just a <laughs> fucked up story I mean like that's not as no so characterization in that <laughs> and Jason's mom was like a serial killer so he's a serial killer too it's just like okay. Well, she's she doesn't start as a serial killer. She becomes one because you know Jason. Because people like to fuck at the camp. Is it because they like to fuck at the camp? She doesn't (laughs) like watching them fuck at the camp, so she kills them for fucking. Isn't wasn't that the whole thing behind that? 
Yeah, I do think there's something about the purity and shit. I think because her son fucking never got fucked. So yeah. she's like, Jason never got fucked, and now you can't fuck either. <laughs> <laughs> also, if anyone wants to see the weirdest dick in movie history, watch Friday the 13th, the very first one. Kevin Bacon is in oh, it. Kevin Bacon His dick s- looks square. like a little rectangle lipstick uh, container. It's, it's a cube. A, it's... Yeah, I'm I, certain that he isn't human. That dick is made from uh, something else. Yeah. And it's then like, also, go ahead, John. I was just going to say, it's like someone took a mini Rubik's Cube and stuffed it into his foreskin. <laughs> yeah. And then let him hang <laughs> dog on way. camera. That's very strange. Yeah. On uh, the other hand, Kevin Bacon's dick. So. Yeah. Nice. Everybody so likes go. that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Tastes well. like bacon. So, because we're in October, um, we got some scary, freaky movies. So, Saw, this movie was the first of five for October. So, we will follow up with Requiem for a Dream, as promised, next week. Which Which is basically a horror movie. It's kind of a crazy horror movie. Yeah, it definitely makes you squirm and squiggle. Probably more so than Saw. Saw No, Saw would. Um... Then uh, there are three slots open for October, and we had been thinking a little bit uh, about which ones to do. Any thinking on fellas? Which I are? already picked mine. Mine's Poltergeist. Poltergeist Steven is going to be one. Spielberg's Poltergeist. I have selected mine as well, which is oh. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Um, oh my fucking god! So that's 2010. So that's within our wheelhouse. Definitely horror. I've never movie. seen that movie, oh, so that will be my I first. Cannot wait for that. I own that movie. It's one of the few movies that I bought digitally. Yeah, that is actually a movie that I really enjoyed. Okay. First, I've only seen it once, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and it definitely had some crazy horror elements to it. <laughs> and so, and Brent. I- I'm going to guess gonna be- Brent has not picked his yet, and he will not pick it on this show. I'll be. That'll well, be my guess. I was saying that I was the cabin in the woods was the one that I was going to recommend, and you squashed it. So, oh well, no, no. If that's what I you think he watch, only squashed it, it in the moment as we were scrambling to fill in. The I had just Requiem. seen. I had just seen it a few <clears throat> weeks or a month ago, but I'll watch it again with you guys and discuss it. So yeah, yeah, yeah let's well, do it. That's that's my initial because I, I I do want to have something much more uh, classically horror, but. I think all of our choices are great, actually. Like your poltergeist is classic horror. Tucker yeah. and Dale, definitely not. Never and heard Cabin of. Cabin in the Woods, definitely not. But all of them, total fucking wicked Halloween movies. So all right. be, those would be the picks then. Nice. Those are Love the it. picks. We got one more to fill, though. No, uh, because oh. Requiem's filling in one of the gaps, and Saw was our first. We will yes. round out with poltergeist, Sadly, Saw Tucker and Dale, and Cabin in the Woods for Halloween work. itself. Sweet. Very nice. Okay, we'll get through that. Promise to get Requiem in next week. Um, other than that, maybe stay away from the Saw franchise unless y'all fucked up in the head. Yeah. Uh, or for whatever other reasons that you like horror movies. I, I guess I should qualify by saying I'm just not a horror genre fan, so it's going to be rare for me to say a horror movie holds up. Um, but that's like okay. you like, but you're broken inside. <laughs> you're broken in your face. <laughs> Um, this was a fun one though I had a good time chatting with you guys about it and we will check in next week for the ultimately sad not so much scary Requiem for a Dream so we look forward to that Uh, thank you for coming out for this one have a great week we'll see you next time and as always folks enjoy your shit
Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.